Alright, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, I figured I would talk about probably one of my favorite DC characters of all time. And it being the character of Batman Beyond, or Terry McGinnis, a.k.a. Batman Beyond. Or, for most people, pretty much, if you guys remember the animated series, Batman Beyond Cartoon, you know, he's pretty much the future Batman. Bruce Wayne, at this point, is retired. You know, it's been, what, 20, 30 years since he's really been Batman. He's had all his issues. It's gone on, you know, all his battles, everything like that. And the story for Batman Beyond, in my opinion... At least cartoon-wise, I'm just going to stick with the cartoon, and I'm going to kind of go over a little bit of that for you guys, just way to give you backstory, and then suggest to you guys, you know, where you guys should go if you're curious about stories, because for people who don't know, after the cartoon ended, they actually have continued it in the comic books. Now, it depends on where you go with the comic book, would depend upon where you read it, and I'll go more in depth later, but essentially... Terry McGinnis is in the future of Gotham. He's in what now Neo Gotham, and he was created. The character of Terry McGinnis was created by Paul Dini, Bruce Timm, and Alan Burnett. And essentially, they were pitched by Warner Brothers to create a teenage Batman. Now, most people would think, "Well, you have Robin. Why not focus up on a Robin series?" Or, "Hey, you have Nightwing. You have Dick Grayson. You can do that." And they were like, nah, let, let's let's go with it. They want a teenage Batman. Let's, let's do this. And they started spitballing. They had, you know, crazy things they could do. But they always knew they wanted to do a Batman of the future. And that's what we got. We got, in my opinion, single-handedly one of the... And I, I personally throw this out there. One of personally the most underappreciated you know, Batman characters. Because in a lot of ways, Batman Beyond really didn't get into the main continuity until after DC's event, or DC's New 52 event, Future's End. When he officially joined the actual main DC continuity, where he's still, in all intents and purposes, on his own. Just so people are curious, yes, he his continuity is not affected by any... D- New 52, DC Rebirth, anything like that. When they did a lot of stuff, like they, he more or less, thanks to Dan Jurgens, has been separated out. So, in case you guys are wondering, for people who are like, hey, I know who Batman Beyond is, but I've heard, you know, mixed feelings, and I'll, I'll go a little more in depth with that. So, Terry McGinnis, when the story opens up, you know, of course, he's just your average high school kid. He's 17. And, you know, he lives with his parents. He's having, you know, he's. He's been more or less a juvenile, you know, he's having stuff around bad crowds, and more or less, he's he's the bad boy. You know, unlike Bruce Wayne, he, he's just, in all intents and purposes, he's the bad boy. He's got a bad attitude in certain aspects, you know, he's physically gifted, but he doesn't, you know, like any normal teenager, you know, he puts himself, in a lot of ways, into a, you know idea where he's going to argue with his parents and he goes through that you know his at this point you know before the even series starts up you find out his parents are both divorced and he's living with his dad 
And his dad, of course, works for Wayne Industries. Now, at this time, is not owned by Bruce Wayne, but it's owned by Powers. Or uh, Derek Powers. And it's, I think, Wayne Powers Industry, if I recall its name. But I can't remember the full name. But essentially, Terry against his dad work, is working for Wayne Powers. And he has one of his friends who's working on this sort of, I guess... That's the best way to put it. A similar to pretty much chemical warfare. And essentially, the his friend gets exposed to it, and he ends up, you know, knowing he's gonna die, ends up running into Terry's dad and gives it to him to hide this information because he knows that Wayne, that Derek Powers, not Mister, not Bruce Wayne, is trying to, you know. Make money off selling weapons, creating a chemical drug or a chemical warfare drug that he can use to sell the governments that completely eradicates the body. And pretty much from there, you from there, Derek Powers finds out about it because, of course, he's followed him. And of course, Derek Powers has one of his goons. They end up when, after Terry and his dad have a more or less a it's the best way to put it, a spat, because, of course, Terry's trying to live his life. Terry's dad doesn't know how to live really real in because he knows he's a young teenager. He's only, he's 17, he doesn't fully understand what he's going, what, like, his dad understands it. But Terry, in a lot of ways, you know, like any normal teenager, he's stubborn. It's a similar to Spider-Man in a lot of ways, but not in the sense of, you know, Uncle Ben dies, which... With Cell, same thing happens with Terry McGinnis' dad. And I guess you can kind of compare the two. But, you know, it, it plays into those kind of things. I guess you can kind of say Batman Beyond was a little bit inspired by Spider-Man. And Spider-Man Unlimited, which if people remember that cartoon, which that's a throwback. That, in a lot of ways, is, in, is inspired by Batman Beyond. So people were kind of curious. They a little bit go hand in hand. And I throw that out there, not saying they copied off each other, but... You know, kids of the time, if you were in the 90s and you were watching 90s cartoons, they wanted to copy off one another. So, you know, Terry ends up, you know, running across now what they like to call, quote-unquote, the Joker's gang, who's, at this point, you don't really know what's going on with the Joker, whose villains are really out there, anything like that, who Bruce's Rose Galley is still around. And Terry ends up getting into it with the Jokers after, you know, he saved a couple people, saved a... I guess, a, if I recall, a woman on the train earlier from some jokers. And, of course, he handled them pretty easily. So, Terry's about to go with Dana, his girlfriend, into a nightclub. And, all of a sudden, they ended up kind of running across jokers. Of course, Terry steps up, and all of a sudden, now they're after him. So, Terry ends up just riding off. He ends up inadvertently going towards Wayne Manor. Now, of course, Bruce, recon Bruce recognizes and sees lights coming his way. So, of course... Bruce knows no one comes his way without him knowing. So, Terry, of course, gets surrounded. And Bruce comes out there and helps him out. And they end up teaming up. And at the end of the battle, Bruce shows he can still fight, but he's just winded. He's not like he used to be. He's an older, decrepit man. He's walking with a cane. You know, he's got issues breathing. You know, he's he's been through the ringer when it comes down to it. 
and his body is not what he used to be. He's like almost 80 at this point. So he's got to take his meds, everything like that. And of course, Terry helps him out. Terry, you know, gets him inside. And Terry gets his meds. He, of course, runs across the dog Ace, who is Bruce's more or less guard dog. And Terry ends up actually seeing a bat trapped inside the old clock tower. Now, if you guys are little, you know, clock that stand in front of the bat cave. Well, if people remember from Batman the Animated Series or from any of the Batman movies, you've usually seen where this clock, if you move it, it brings you down to the bat cave. So of course Terry finds it, he sees a bat and it trying to release it, ends up going down to the bat cave. And pretty much sees all of the bat cave. Bruce of course ends up waking up after Terry ends up seeing, you know, the bat suit, technically the Batman Beyond suit, where I skipped this at the beginning. Where at the very beginning of Batman Beyond, it starts off with this girl who's been kidnapped. And Bruce, using the Batman Beyond suit, breaks in to this, perhaps this, I guess, warehouse to save the, save this girl. And halfway through, you know, handling everybody, because at this point, he's, you know, older. He's using whatever it takes to still keep crime fighting. Well, what he didn't know is that the suit put too much pressure on his heart. And Bruce, of course, had a weak heart. You know, with older age, it happens. And with the suit putting a lot of pressure on his body, because, of course, it enhances strength, he has flight, he has all these things, you know, Bruce isn't able to handle it. So Bruce ends up actually having a heart attack while in the suit. And a sequence that I feel like was just great for the series, but ended up, if you got the Blu-ray release, was actually cut away, is they actually had this blue-red flashing light sequence where Bruce is getting beat up by this... Young Thug, who Bruce in his prime would have destroyed. He would have saved the girl in no time. But Bruce is getting handled. And Bruce, in all this, he sees a gun on the floor and he's forced to grab the gun. And it forces him to realize that night he no longer can be Batman. And he forever gives up on Batman. So, if you guys are curious, that's how Batman Beyond starts up. I skipped that because I wanted to kind of give little bit of backstory to throw why he went and retired a little bit later. So, Terry, of course, after everything else, ends up going back home and sees that, you know, his house has been vandalized by the Jokers. You know, he knew the Jokers were after him. And, of course, at this time, Derek Powers and his goons, they knew Terry McGinnis' dad had... Something to do with when he met his friend. There, he did not know anything about it. He knew this chemical weapon data is out there. If it gets released in the wrong hands, the government finds out about it. You know, it could ruin Derek Powers, and it could really give Bruce Wayne, who's been wanting his company back, really ability for him to take back his company to try and run. Even though he's almost eighty, you know, Bruce is still at the end of the day. He's fighting battles, but he's fighting battles in a different way. He's having to fight them smart and with old age and using politics and his money and just his wits. Because he can't outright fight anybody anymore. He can, but he outright has to use his wits and more or less his knowledge that he has. And whatever it takes to get back his company. And that's what Derek Powers does not want. 
So Terry comes in, he sees the walls covered in Joker's Joker, you know, tags, everything like that, because of course they watched Terry, they knew his son, they've watched his family, because of course they're not stupid. And Terry ends up blaming himself. Well, of course, Terry now knows where the bat suit is. Terry ends up sneaking in back into Wayne Manor and takes the bat suit. Batman Beyond suit, because of course Terry's smart enough. He's a young kid, but he also understands a little bit of, you know, technology. He sees what the suit can do. He sees that, you know, it enhances strength, has capabilities that, you know, most superhero costumes, in particular Batman costumes, did not have. So Terry ends up taking the suit. Bruce finds out about it. And Terry, of course, is, you know, he knows Derek Powers behind it because he's, he's like, this there's, makes no sense. He's like, there's no way, the, he blames himself at first for the Joker's, but he's like, there's no way the Joker's really never found me. And he ends up finding out that Perch, through a little bit of investigation, kind of piecing some stuff together, that Derek Powers is actually behind it. And, of course, it's one of his goons. Der- Terry, of course, is, you know, monitoring, doing whatever he's got to do. He's, he's using new technology. You're seeing more and more of the gadgets in the suit. Now I'm kind of skipping a little bit of stuff. I'm still within the first episode. Technically, the first episode's cut up into three pieces. It's called Rebirth. And I'm just going to kind of go over it. Definitely recommend just watching this series. It's only 52 episodes, plus an OVA movie, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which, in my opinion, is probably my favorite DC anime movie of all time, even though I can argue that Batman Mask of the Phantasm takes number one spot. I would still say if I had to rewatch a movie any day of the week, it would be Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. But Terry, of course, ends up finding out, you know, that his father was killed not by the Jokers, but by Derek Powers. Terry ends up, you know, getting himself found out by, you know, Derek Powers and his group. And of course, Bruce Wayne is more or less... Well, he Batman Beyond, technically Terry in the Batman Beyond costume, ends up getting found out about because Bruce Wayne finds out, and Bruce goes, sees and he's like, return the costume now. Terry's like, no, I need this. I need to stop Powers. I need to stop Derek Powers. Bruce's like, no, you don't. You're not experienced. You don't know anything what you're doing. You're just a spoiled brat who came across this costume. You don't know what you're doing. You're not Batman. I'm Batman. Ends up shutting down the suit remotely. And Terry ends up getting beat up by the beaten up by some security guards he's been trying to hide from. And he's begging and pleading Bruce to reactivate the suit. Of course, Bruce realizing he can't just let somebody die. He can't let this young kid who, you know, has put himself in a situation just die. So of course. He turns the suit back on. Terry ends up getting past the guards, handles him pretty easily, and ends up, you know, stopping Derek Powers and his guy that killed his dad. Terry ends up, you know, getting into a hand-to-hand combat fight with the with the bodyguard of Derek Powers. Who, for people who don't know, the guy who voices that guy is uh is George Takei or George Takai, depending upon how you want to say it. For people who don't know, yes, that. For people who are curious, if you've seen, you've probably seen the heroes 
from the from the live action TV show Heroes, but for others, we're curious. He is Sulu from Star Trek, the original Star Trek. He voiced him. And essentially, I didn't even know until I really looked back and I was like, oh, snap. Like, I didn't even know because I didn't pay attention to the voice because he's only in those episodes. And pretty much the bodyguard ends up dying. He gets taken out in the ship. And with that, Derek Powers ends up getting exposed to that same nerve gas that he created at the beginning of the series. And, of course, he has to go through these radio... He goes through these experimental chemo radio radiology therapies in order to stop it, but ends up more or less turning him into a walking, talking, pretty much radioactive person who call, who now changes his name to Blight. And that's kind of how he creates his own villain. You can argue that at that point becomes his Joker, and he becomes a main villain of season one. Now, like I said, there's three seasons, and there's a lot of episodes and over the course of the series, the thing I liked about it is you got to see the evolution of Terry over the series go from being this naive kid who wants vengeance for his dad, similar to Bruce. And Bruce understands, you know, young men who have rage, who want to figure out themselves, who want to put their, you know, what they ha- put their anger and frustration towards something, blame somebody else, who want vengeance. And he understands that better than anybody. And he ends up taking Terry on. He ends up hiring up Terry up as his personal assistant slash bodyguard. And Terry's mom, of course, you know, she's surprised because at the end of the episode, Bruce comes by and says, and he kind of gives a spiel story that Terry helped him out with being a Jokers, and he wanted to offer Terry a job. Because, of course, Terry's mom's trying, you know, now without their dad around, you know, Terry's mom's got to figure out how to pay the bills. And this gives Bruce and Terry a chance to really get to know each other while at the same time gives Terry a chance to be trained under Batman while at the same time get paid and learn from probably one of the greatest detectives of all time, one of the best martial artists, everything. And to really become Batman, to understand being Batman. And you get to see that journey. You get to see where, you know, Bruce has to show Terry that being young and dumb and thinking you can muscle your way through stuff isn't always the smartest thing. You have to think things through. You have to outwit your opponent. You have to make sure that you're outthinking them. You have to do all the right things. Stuff that Bruce learned as he was becoming Batman. But he has to teach those same lessons to Terry. And you get to see the evolution. And... If you're following just the, pretty much the Batman Beyond DC Animated Universe, you see it, You see where, yeah, a lot of people after season three, we wanted another season. But, we, of course, we got Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Then we got extra episodes, whether you're watching Static Shock. And, yeah, I'll throw out Static Shock. There's an episode they do. They do and he also stars in a couple episodes of Just League Unlimited. And I'm going over this piece because this piece, depending upon how you look at it, is very can be very important and can tie in a lot of things. When I talked about Batman Mask of Phantasm and everything like that, after pretty much Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, you have episodes of Just League Unlimited that come out. You have an episode called Epilogue. 
Because Batman Beyond never got a season four that they wanted, they never were able to properly wrap up a lot of story they wanted. The last episode ended on this Cobra episode where this kid couldn't remember, saw Terry's face, but he can never remember him, and he made him some generic guy. It was an interesting episode, but it wasn't the it wasn't the finite ending. Now, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker was a great ending to a series to a point, but it was not the, you know, finale ending that I feel like everyone kind of wanted to see where where would Terry go? What happens if Bruce died? What all these cool ideas they still had. But unfortunately with, you know, sale figure sales and, you know, DC wants something different. And of course, cartoons back in the day, you know, you could maybe get three to four seasons out of a cartoon, and then you got to move on to the next one, and which is what DC and Warner Brothers were doing. So, of course, now let's get to Justice Unlimited's episode epilogue. You find out that pretty much you have much older, I think it's been about five to ten years since you know we've really seen Batman Beyond, at least in the Justice League episode, because Terry's now older. You know, he's... Him and Bruce have had a spat, but of course, Bruce had some health issues. He ended, up ha- he ended up having kidney failure, and Terry was a perfect match to give him a new kidney. And Terry ends up having to go find some answers. He ends up finding Amanda Waller, who was a big key player from Just League Unlimited, and finds out that what Amanda Waller did is, essentially... Bruce Wayne is actually Terry McGinnis' dad. And she knew the world always needed a Batman. She just knew Bruce would never willingly commit to having a kid. Now, this is before the character of Damian Wayne, who is the son of Talia al Ghul and Bruce Wayne, and the grandson of Rachel al Ghul, ever happened. So this is before Grant Morrison and Damian Wayne this before Grant Morrison's Batman, before Damian Wayne was even a thought in his eye. Or in like the thought of a new Robin coming up. So at this point, this was a giant revelation. Everyone's like, yo, what is this? And of course you find out that what happened was... Amanda Waller knew Batman would never last forever. He knew Bruce would get old and he would retire. And Amanda Waller, of course, being the thicker she is, and after... If you see Justice League, you see how much of a respect and relationship that Amanda Waller and Batman provide to one another because the dialogue between the two of them is just amazing. Like I say, watch all the DC Animated Universe cartoons from Batman, Superman, Batman Beyond, The New Adventures of Batman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock. Watch all of them because the evolution of how the star, the stories are written, the cartoons, everything is amazing. But essentially, Amanda Waller, she respected Bruce. She knew who Batman was. And she knew that. So, out of respect, she wanted Batman's legacy to continue. And, and her thought is she needs to create another Bruce Wayne. How did Bruce Wayne's origin go? Bruce lost both his mom and dad to a random mugger, to a random killer. And Bruce, of course, had to, he was lucky enough to be raised by Alfred, but it made him into the most driven man, who's the best martial artist, detective, all these things that make Batman a great character, that's what made him. And 
parents Amanda Waller hired an assassin who kind of for people big reveal for this people who watch Batman Mask of Phantasm it's a throwback you actually find out Andrea who is from Batman Mask of Phantasm is hired to kill Terry's parents after they've essentially what what Amanda Waller's team did is they created a serum that was able to convert Terry's dad's reproductive organs into being a biological match to Bruce's. So literally, Terry's dad's sexual reproductive system, his sperm count, his sperm essentially, is now Bruce Wayne's. And a crazy clone regen era, however you want to put it. Because at first, Terry thinks he's a clone. Well, no, he's not. He's actually the offspring of Bruce Wayne. And so, Terry is, in all sorts of purposes, the son of Bruce Wayne. And Andrea's there. She's about to kill him. She's in, a, she's in the Mask of Phantasm costume. And she's about to kill off her parents. Kill off Terry's parents. And she goes, no, this isn't right. And she ends up running away. She just escapes. Because she realizes that Bruce was such a dark, tormented character that she could never do the same thing that happened to Bruce to someone else. She willingly cannot do that. And that added so much depth to a character that, to a lot of people, kind of forgotten. If you hadn't seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm, a lot of people, all these movies, they connected. They found ways to connect characters. And Terry ends up having to accept it because... You know, Amanda Waller gives him answers. She tells him, yeah, no, you're not a clone of Bruce. You're his son. And pretty much, you know, she gives him the spiel on Batman. She explains to him. She gives him a story on how she knew Batman was a great was a great person that she could respect. And it's a great story for him. And you, and on that, in that episode, you get closure on Batman Beyond to a point. And you also have where Terry's able to, in some ways, forgive Bruce. Because he thinks Bruce had a hand in creating him. Because he's like, there's no way, there's no mat way a match could be, per no way I could be a perfect match for him. And that's more or less what drove Terry to find Amanda Waller, to get answers. And Bruce, of course, he figured it out. Because Bruce, like any, like the great detective he is... He kind of figured someone would try and do something like that. But Bruce was not going to go out of his way to stop it. Because at the end of the day, if it's already done, Bruce can't go back in time to fix it. He's got to deal with the situation. And of course, Bruce and Terry, they ended up you know, getting over their issues. And Terry, at the end of it, he wants to marry Dana. Because Amanda tells him, don't be like Bruce. What made Bruce Batman, what made him Batman really, was this self-driven, I have to fix all the world's issues, I'm the one. You see all his mistakes, be happy, be different. And it gives you the chance to really see where Terry's character is able to feel like, in that moment, escape being in the shadow of Batman. Because that's also an aspect of Batman Beyond that, Terry, just like any of the wards, just like the Robins, he has to 
get out of the shadow of the original Batman. Bruce's shadow is so great that for any one person to overcome it, you essentially had to be Superman. And that was the only way. And for all intents and purposes, it's kind of crazy when you think about that. And it ends on a good note. And that was the last of Batman Beyond we ever saw. That was officially the last episode of Batman Beyond we'll ever really see the character, at least in animated form. Now, there's been rumors of a live-action movie. They've talked about a lot of stuff. But after that, you know, they have, they did have a small comic book that came out. But later DC's like, well, let's give this a shot. We, let's try and redo Batman Beyond. Let's try and, you know, do some stories. See how the character catches on. See if he's still... We know he's a cult following. The Batman Beyond DVD sales were good. He's a character that we know is a cult character that a lot of people loved. And that really hit this, this, it lit a fire that no one knew they wanted. It gave them a character that no one knew would be, in a lot of ways, you can argue, you know, even better than Batman in certain aspects. Because it gave us something different. It was original. So, of course, they DC goes and they create... You know, Batman Beyond Unlimited, they do the Batman books, Batman Beyond books, and of course there's Batman Beyond Hush, and there's stories all throughout there, so you have, if you're looking for more canonical, if you want to follow more of like the regular Batman Beyond, let's say Batman Beyond continued from where the series left off, then I'd highly suggest Adam Beechin and Kyle Higgins runs on Batman Beyond. They, and it's, they'll just be Batman Beyond just regular. It's nothing, bat, it's be Batman Beyond and Batman Beyond Unlimited. Now, they were digital issues, but they got released in physical format. I've collected them. They're great books. And you get to see, if you really love the DCAU, you get to see more of those stories. So you had Hush Beyond, which of course follows up on pretty much, pretty much Batman Hush in certain aspects of it. It does a pretty good story. I liked it. I liked the setup. I liked what they did with that. And personally, I liked how I could see where that could be canonical. So, if after you finish up watching the Batman Beyond cartoon, you're like, hey, I want to read something that falls more in line with that, definitely Adam Beach and Kyle Higgins is where you want to go. Now, if you're like, hey, I watched the cartoon, but I don't really like... I, fu- I feel like that's a closing chapter for the animated series, but I want to read something more mainline where it's like where he's actually brought into the main DC universe. Then I would definitely suggest starting with Batman Beyond Rebirth. Now, you can skip the Batman Beyond from Dan Jurgens and Bernard Chang because at that point, that was not Terry McGinnis, that was Tim Drake. And the stories weren't bad, but it deals with futures and Tim Drake gets sucked to the future after Terry McGinnis is killed by Brother I, and it's a whole another thing. We'll kind of find out Terry McGinnis didn't die, and Tim Drake's been, you know, Batman Beyond. He's been saving the future, and he ends up beating Brother I, of course. And they do play certain those certain elements of futures and into Batman Beyond Rebirth, but as soon as Batman Beyond Rebirth comes up, they the initial 
zero issue they did, or I guess the first issue, and then they did the actual issue one. They essentially just went and just clean slayed a lot of stuff. And more or less, they still said it happened, but they more or less kind of started to try and bring it more and kind of more regular. They kind of forgot about a lot of what happened with Future's End, with Tim Drake, Batman Beyond, all that stuff. And they ended up, as of right now, it's on issue 45. I mean, they've, in my opinion, Dan Jurgens and Bernard Chang and all of them, they've done a great job with the series. You can tell Dan Jurgens really knows and loves the Batman Beyond animated series. And if that's something you're really interested in, I would definitely suggest, if you really want to read those comic books, get on it. I will probably cover Volume 1 of Batman Beyond at probably in a future episode. I'll probably cover that for Batman Beyond Rebirth. Kind of get you guys started up. So in case you're like, I don't know if I want to find the book. Should I go back and get the trade paperback? Should I find the volumes? Whatever. I'll I'll go over it in regards to that. But this is more or less kind of getting you guys caught up on the character. Where he's at. I skipped some stuff because... I want you guys to watch the series because it's, in my opinion, one of my favorite series, particularly animated series wise. And the stories you guys could read, man, they, they are great. And you don't have to worry about them being bogged down by all this other history. You have all of it you guys can watch. You can watch it with your kids. You can watch it by yourself. You can watch it with your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. And. All the DC animated stuff along Batman Beyond, you can watch it, and it's so easy to follow. It's nothing crazy. And it just, man, it just thinking about that series and just the impact that DC Animated Universe really had, at least on at least for me and storytelling and understanding themes and you know, really understanding comic books and getting a better idea of what a comic book and what an animated series can truly do. Truly changed my mind, and I can thank DC Animated Universe for that. So, definitely, if you guys are looking for something that's not the usual character, that's not the usual, you know, oh, Bat, just regular Batman or Superman, anything like that, then, and you're just looking for something more futuristic, something just out there to really just read, that's not crazy out there, but something that in all intents and purposes, is just a good read, then I highly suggest Batman Beyond. In my opinion, it's probably the most consistent ongoing series in DC's lineup. And it doesn't get touched. All these crossover events, anything like that, Batman Beyond does not get touched by any of them. So you really don't have to worry about picking up any, oh, well, Batman Beyond was involved in the Dark Knight's Metal, or he was involved in this, anything like that. If you're somebody that's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with any of these, you know, event books, Batman Beyond does not deal with them, it's literally by itself, and it's fantastic. So, just in case you guys are wondering, it's legitimately, like, 46 issues worth of straight up, only that character dealing with that universe by itself, and it's fantastic. No extra filler, you know, and... Each of the stories by Dan Jurgens, in my opinion, has gotten better. You know, he constantly, you know, raised the stakes in certain situations. 
but he also gives you a chance to sit and breathe with the character. Like, I'll say a little bit about Volume 1. Volume 1, the Joker comes back, and his take on the Joker, in my opinion, was just great. Like, you could tell he when he wa- that he pulled a little bit from Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, and I still feel like Batman Beyond Return of the Joker is still the superior like story overall, whether movie or comic book, however you want to look at it. But you can tell he pulled from it, and his Joker is this mean, maniacal, sadistic clown prince of Gotham that we all know and love, and he just fits it so well. And the uses of the character, what he does, you know, it truly, in all intents and purposes, it gives fanfare and really gives you just a great story. So, yeah, definitely, if I have to give you guys any book to read, that would be the one. <laughs> so, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully it wasn't, I mean, it's it's decently long enough, but hopefully this is worth it for you guys. Definitely recommend Batman Beyond. It's still ongoing, and it's one of my favorite series out there right now for DC. So, with that being said, thank you guys for listening, and uh, have a great day. Later.